Hey y'all, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On today's episode, Matt Roy joins me to talk all about his musical journey as a songwriter and branching out into artistry. And we talk all about his brand new EP, Wildflower, which is available now wherever you listen to music. Hope you guys enjoy this one. I really did. Talk to you guys on the other side. Hey Matt, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. What have you been up to lately? Well, we're in the process of putting out um, the rest of an EP on that's coming out this Friday, which is the 25th. So, um, oh, I took my video off by accident. <laughs> uh, sorry, my knuckle hit the thing. Um, so just doing a lot of planning. Um, we're going to do a little show to tonight, the 24th. Um, just to kind of thank all the people to that helped throw it together. But that's been the majority of my time as well as continuing to write songs for some other people. And so it's been busy lately, but it's been great. Did you always know that you wanted to go in the artist direction or were you content with just being a songwriter? Um, I'd always wanted to. I just didn't necessarily know. Um, I was also young too, and I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to say or how I wanted to sound, you know, sort of had pieces of inspiration and people that I knew I wanted to, to sound like, I guess, and gravitate towards. Um, but I didn't quite know how to put that into, um, into motion, I guess. And so it took me a lot of writing songs with a lot of different people and writing a lot of different style of things to really start to find my own voice in it. So I'd always wanted to do it, but it was the timing of it that always, I always struggled with at some level. Well, I shouldn't say always struggled with, but really I needed time to, to figure that side out of it and develop it. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, what makes this the right time for you? Great question. Um, <laughs> I just think uh, for me the the songs and and the vision and sort of the long-term um, style of all of it just makes sense. Um, yeah. And then that's really for everything I really do. It's got to start with um, it's got to start with the songs. It's got to start with the music and the rest of it falls into place. But it did, it did take me a second to, to, to really find, because when you're writing songs for other people and you're, you're doing pitch, you get kind of, caught a little bit at times in, in sort of the the um, the styles of other people and start to feel like yeah. you're wearing a mask to a certain extent. <laughs> but it was really this this time around, it really happened to be the songs came together. It was the right collection um, that sort of made sense to lay the foundation upon. Yeah. So. so could you um, take us through the, the EP and how it all came together? Sure. So the EP is called Wildflower, and that's the last song on the EP. But I'll I'll start there because it's a song that I wrote with a writer, Dan Couch, who'd worked on a lot of Kip Moore projects, and him and I have always kind of hit it off and gotten good stuff. And we had written that song, and my publisher at the time, Courtney Allen, really loved it and said, "You know, I know you've been talking about doing some artist stuff. This is." the song that feels like the most you to me. And I agreed. And we started to kind of build the EP around that song, even though it's the last song. And so um, the first track is easy to find. And we sort of felt like we wanted to have a, 
a more fun, easy listening kind of song. And that one fit the bill perfectly. Um, that town, that truck, that song's the second song on the record that we put out already. We put out easy to find, um, I think in December or November, November, late November. And then we put out that town, that truck, that song in January. Um, and that one was another one where we felt we wanted energy. We wanted something that was digestible, but also had some meat on the bone. And so that one fit. Um, when You Lose Someone's the third song, which is a very personal song and very kind of sad, but very songwritery, which was important. Um, Morning in New Orleans is the fourth song on the album, which is, to me, my favorite because it's probably the most um, explorative, explorative, explorative. One of those words. One of those words. Yeah, one of those <laughs> words. Sorry. I'm not a teacher. I'm a songwriter. Um so, um, but it's, it's got some production things that I just love and it feels like the song that we, we reached the furthest on. So, um, and then wildflower is the last song. And I think they all play a role on, on the EP, but also all sort of are able to, to mend together to create a, a cohesive kind of project. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to sum up in a few words, the, the vibe of the project, what would, what would it be? Sure. Um, well, I think it's fairly, um, I think it's fairly, um, how do I say that word without saying, sounding weird? I was thinking raw, like it's very, yeah. it's not overproduced or very slick. Um, we were kind of, I love, like, I grew up playing in garage bands. So I just love like the feeling of live bands playing and some mistakes. And there's some of that within the songs, which is, I just love. Um, I'd like to say it's pretty honest. Um, most of the songs are about things that I've either experienced or, you know, is maybe not exact stories, but have referenced things that I do have experienced. Um, so honest, not slick, um, authentic. I mean, really this whole project was about going from just writing songs for other people to, to putting songs out as an artist. So we, we really wanted to try to make it as, as honest as possible to sort of lay the foundation upon to keep building off of it. So when did you know in general that music was going to be the thing for you? I'd played music a a really long time. I picked up guitar at eight just because for some reason I, my dad would play old rock and roll in the car and I just loved it. There's no, I don't know why I just asked for a guitar one time and they were awesome and they supported me and they, they got me it. And I just kind of kept chugging away with it until it got to a certain point where we were playing in little bands and we were doing little shows, you know, the County fairs and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I, I really thought I could maybe make it a career around 16, 17, where I was looking at it less as like, oh, this is awesome. We get to play the local bar this weekend and a little more like, oh, like you could potentially do this for a long time if you, so maybe right. around then, yeah, if you, <laughs> if, depending on what path you take, right, um, and how you want to take that path, I guess. But maybe around 16, 17, I said, well, you know, if I start writing songs and I move to Nashville and take some time doing that, and that's really where I found a, a second love for music. I'd always loved performing music, but I remember feeling a bit burnt out at 16, 17 playing 
uh, another four hour show full of rock and roll covers feeling a little uninspired at some level. And so writing songs again at 15, 16 really kind of rekindled a lot of what I liked, you know? Yeah. So what, what made Nashville the place for you? I had visited Nashville. It had some, um, weird connections here i i had i didn't really get into country music until i was maybe um 15 16 years old maybe maybe a little before that 14 or 15 um and mainly it was because i was playing all these old songs and, and what rock and roll ended up kind of turning into was i felt really strayed from the people that i loved which was like bruce springsteen and petty and bob seeger and uh, i had a friend of mine from back home whose family just really liked country music for whatever reason and i heard some of it and you know i heard cinders like me by our church that album and i said to myself and like what this guy does is a lot closer to seeger and petty and springsteen than anyone else i've heard in the last you know little while and so i just slowly gravitated towards that and through that i'd kind of made some weird connections in nashville through internet stuff and i just kind of taking some trips down here and just fell in love with it and really started to fall in love with country music too. So that, that was a big part of it as well. So how old were you when you moved to town? I was 18. So how, how many years is that now? (laughs) (laughs) I've been here for, well, I just turned 26. So it's probably about seven and a half years. I moved here in August of, of 20, 2014. Yeah, I went to school out here. I went to Belmont for Belmont University for four years. So what would you say has been the, the biggest lesson you've learned in your time in Nashville? That's a hard-hitting question. Um, I always get lesson, everyone with that one. <laughs> yeah, well, it's tough because you just it feels like you learn one every day. Um, I'll just rattle off a few. Um I think I learned probably this one the hard way at some level was um, I know it sounds cliche, but, and it takes time to develop this, but when you have a voice, when you have something unique and when you have this sort of thing that only you do, don't try to conform into what you think is popular now. Um because you're never going to be able to sell that as well as you can sell what you do. And there's no way to make a long career really. I mean, some can, I guess, but it's very hard to make a long career out of playing an act. Um, If you're honest, you're genuine, you have something that you do that no one else does, or you have a brand or a vibe that you just fit into, then follow that. Um, And it's, it's great when people have vibes and brands and, directions that fit into what's mainstream and they follow that and it works. Um, but I remember, you know, being from New Jersey and being kind of being sort of an outsider looking in on country music. Um, it did take me some time to figure out that I should honor that side of being different more than I should run away from it. Um, that, uh, get used to hearing no and take it in stride because it's going to happen. Um, and the more you get discouraged about it, the more you fall down the ladder. It's, when you hear no, it's just another another reason to work on something or get better. Or um, Those two probably hit me the hardest. 
Um, also take, take time away from music too. Um, I remember being young, being like the only thing I ever wanted to do is play music. And I've learned that it's helped me at times to step away from it and understand that, yeah. you know, it's okay to not force yourself to try to write a song. <laughs> if you don't have it, right? Yeah. Work yeah. on something else, you know, little things like that. Read. Yeah. That's another one. Read, read a lot of books. If you're, if you're forcing it too hard, it's not gonna end up too good. Yeah. And then you start kind of, yeah, you don't. You don't get what's what's what I think is the best product at times. So yeah. at times you need to, at times you have to to get it to the finish line. And I know persistence is an important thing. You do have to kind of sweat through songs at times. But I think for me, I, I was I was always getting down on myself for for not having a finished product at the end of the day. And I've kind of learned that it doesn't have to be that way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, back to the, the first thing you mentioned there. It's very hard to sell something that you're not at the end of the day. So true. it's very important to be authentic. Really, yeah. really true. And, and too, like you only get, you only really get, I don't want to say you get one shot at a first impression because it's not necessarily true, particularly in our day and age, but you just see a lot of, there's a lot of people who will say, you know, do this, do this, do this, because it's what's working. Well, you just see so many times what's working now doesn't work three or four years from yeah. now. It's and always changing. Yeah. And there's something else that works. And I just think if you want to have a career doing this and look, you have to be great at what you do, right? You can't just have something that you do and be yeah. like, why is it not working for me? You have to be great at what you do. But if you are, um, the, trying to conform into something else is just not going to work. Yeah. And in a way it's better to be great at something that no one else is great at than to be great at something that all these other people are great at. And you look at our, in in the world now and just how much more discoverable music is right between the streaming platforms and social media. And, you know, you will be found by people who, who like what you do. Now, you know, if it's really different or if it's that, it might not be, you know, they might not be coming out in droves or anything like that. (laughs) But, you know, if you have something that you do, that's great. People will hear it and people will consume it. And that's how you start an organic fan base, right? And a grassroots fan base. And I think if you do it that way and you have people who love what you do because it's for you, those are the people that buy your tickets and buy your t-shirts and come to your shows and yeah. support you, you know, through it all. So I think yeah. that's important. And it's much easier these days to have that sort of direct connection with people than, totally. than it used to be. Yeah. Totally. So what, was something like TikTok easy for you to embrace or were you reluctant to, to jump on there? It took me a second. Um, and then I kind of didn't, I, I really had to change my perspective on the way I looked at it. Um, the second that I just looked at it as, Hey, this is a platform that a ton of people are on and a ton of country music fans are on. This is a great way for you to just get in front of people. You know, it's not, we don't have to look at the analytics or anything behind it. This is a good way for people to see your face and see your name and hear your songs. Then I just kind of went, went with it and went full, full steam ahead. And I think, I don't know. There's, there seems to be like a weird connotation around there at, at some level, like 
I've kind of gotten to the point where I say, if, if you are who you are on the app, what's the difference, you know, like, and so that's kind of the way I've looked at it. Once I got, once I looked at it from that perspective, I was pretty, pretty open to being on it and playing songs and just kind of doing what I do around the house anyway. I mean, really, you know, yeah. not much different at that point. No, no. <laughs> and, and it's a changing world and there's people yeah. who spend a lot of time every day on that app or on their phone. And, and the craziest things is, is, is people say, Oh, you know, the old connotation, well, it's just a certain type of people who's on the app. There's a lot of country music fans on that app yeah. and people that are looking for a new artist to, to get behind and people who are looking for new country music to assume. And there's nothing that people enjoy more than saying, Oh, I was first on this guy yeah. or this girl before yeah. anyone knew them. And that's, that's a good way to have those kind of people. Yeah. Did seeing a couple songs that you've written blow up on there also help you with embracing TikTok or yeah, yeah, that yes, definitely that helped. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely helped. Um well it's always nice to see that there is a, a, a way to to have that happen, right? Yeah. Mean, my first couple months of it, I felt like I was just throwing songs or content or whatever like into the abyss. And then, you know to see some of the songs either I've written or some of the videos that I've done pretty well, it's at least shown me that like, Hey, it can't happen. It's not just like a, a random sort of weird algorithm thing. It's, it can happen. Like Ashley is a perfect example of that. Um, And she's been able to, to obviously hit it really hard and and crush it on there. Um, And she's, she's just perfect personality. I've always given her, the benefit, I mean, not the benefit of that, but I've always given her so much credit for she's just she's just like a bright light every time you you see her, and particularly on the app too. Yeah. And so being able to see some of the songs we've written do well on there has been yeah. like, okay, well, this this can work, I guess. Right? So like, never till now, for example, did you know that that song was special when you were writing that one? Or yes and no, um, yes because I knew it was pretty good. But, you know, when you're writing songs every day, you think a lot of them are pretty good. good. You know, but then they go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's fine. And that's part yeah. of it, right? Um, and you understand why that happens. But, um, yeah, with that song, we were writing it. And I just I had that idea. And, and Ashley just kind of ran with it and, and did her thing on it. And I think the 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 best part about that song and a couple of the other songs I've had with her is um, to see the song grow as she's grown. That's kind of been the 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 coolest thing for me is you know getting songs with established artists is awesome, you know, and it's dreams come true because they have so much set up and they're taking a chance on something that you've um that you've created to, to help yeah. further their career. But it's, it's even more special seeing how far Ashley has come from, from here to here, to here, to here. And, and just to sort of play a small part, you know, by writing those songs with her, that's helped her along the way is, has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other day about that, that they like to write with newer artists for that same purpose. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Yeah. It's, it's great. And it, yeah. you have to find, for me, it's writing with new artists, right? It's kind of like a, yeah. a little bit at times double-edged sword because um, 
sometimes you just don't you don't know if you'll jive with them or you yeah. don't know what's going to happen and with Ashley I just kind of right off the top just yeah. felt like this person was great great personality can sing really well has a direction can write songs well just felt like it made sense um so so is there a, a moment in your career so far that you're most proud of it's tricky um I mean, I'd probably say, I mean, I wrote number one song, one song. with Chris Jackson, and yeah. um, that that for me is probably up there just because it it felt like it legitimized a lot of the work that I had put in, um, particularly on that side of things, writing songs for pitch. Just felt like it was a milestone and the idea that really nailed home the fact that, like, Hey, you could do this for a living and you're, you know, you're in a, a, you've accomplished something that first of all, every songwriter wants to accomplish, um, which is getting a number one song. Um, but it also just made me feel like you're doing something right. Which I think yeah. You right? need that validation sometimes. Right? Yeah, which, is, which is good. I mean, and, and like we were just talking before, you feel like you write a lot of good songs that never see the light of day. You know, you, you take a step back and you realize how much needs to go in to have, you know, a number one song. You need to have, you know, an artist who will cut the song, you know, which happened with Chris. You need to have, you know, that song be the one out of a 12 song record that gets picked as a single you know, the label needs to get behind it and, and, and the radio promo team needs to, to work really hard to get it up, up the chart. And even there, it's like you're then competing with what end up being the biggest songs of the year to kind of fighting for that one spot. So to have it go one and then it was two weeks at one was just special. It puts a lot of things into perspective. And yeah, I, I'd probably say at this point, that was my, that was my most, um, my proudest moment. <laughs> in music so what, what was your reaction when you saw it go number one <laughs> weird i was excited you, know, you can kind of see it coming and you kind of hear a little rumblings like hey next week's the week or whatever i mean i was pumped i was excited um you know happy and and grateful i guess was probably the, the best yeah. word to describe it because you start kind of i think at times we we look at moments like that as sort of um, singular moments in time, right? Like, hey, these yeah. two weeks, your song was number one, but really in everybody's lives and everyone who, who's had a hand in getting that song up the charts, it's like a culmination of, yeah. of years. All of that work. Yeah, and in my case, it was, you know, my parents and I loading up the car to go play a show an hour away for, you know, two hours and, you know, not getting paid yeah. and coming back, you know, <laughs> you, know, or the, you know, farmer's market where no one's listening. Right. And you do enough yeah. of those and you start to kind of feel like, what am I doing? And then yeah. you end up in a place where you're like all those yeah. little things that we did along the way that a lot of people sacrificed a lot of time for, for me, you know, have added up into, into this moment and hopefully more moments in the future. So. It's the type of thing that, that makes everything worth it at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. yeah, definitely. 
Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for taking the time for this again. Absolutely. No, thank well, you for course. having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Have a, have a great day. Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so, so much again for tuning in. Really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you liked what you heard, be sure to go check out Matt on all social media platforms and go stream Wildflower wherever you listen to music. If you liked what you heard from the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate that. And go give us a follow on social media, on all social media platforms at Worlds of Country. Go hit that follow button. We really appreciate that too. We'll talk to you guys. We have another episode coming your way on Thursday. Talk to you guys then.